It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overseeing. My name is Benarez Wixon, head of SEO branding. But I will remind you, this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that in any way, shape, or form. This is pure, unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You're already listening. God's sake, every week we go through this. But wherever you find podcasts, where do you find podcasts? Google, where do I find podcasts? Also at the SEORant.com, at SEORant on Twitter, and so forth. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically on Thursdays. Not my full-time job, not my anytime job. So if I don't have time to do an episode, I don't. So it does make sense to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode comes out. This week, we have a self-described grumpy French person. Um, She loves octopuses. She's a digital strategist. She is an author of Smashing Magazine, which is, that's freaking awesome. She's Miriam Jessier. Thank you for having me. I have an unofficial question. Um, do you do cameos for birthdays? Because I want a happy birthday wish from you with that I, energy. I do it for free. Amazing. Thank you very you much. It. Also, I'm glad that you're here because you, you're from Canada originally, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's a complicated story. Um, you spend time in Canada? Lived in Canada? The past 10 years, but okay. not just any Canada. French Canada. French Canada. Exactly. So I just smuggled Cuban cigars back from Montreal into America. Not for sale, in case you're listening, if you're from the IRS, for my own personal pleasure. Trick, by the way, is you take the rings off. So when like, they stop you at the border, you're like, they don't know where it's from. Right? It could be a Dominican yes. cigar. I don't know. They sold it to me without the rings. I have no idea. But I have spent a little bit of time in Montreal. I don't speak a lick of French. I thought, hey, I'm in Canada. English is the language. And I was looked at like I was like a peasant for speaking English. What's up with that? So um, I, I cannot condense this in this podcast. Let me just say that um, there are a lot of political issues and cultural issues tied to this. Anglos are... Um, Scum. Well, no, absolutely not. I have okay. this issue where as a French person uh, with a French accent, I have been screamed at in the streets many times and told that I steal jobs and I steal houses. And then when they hear me speak in English, then I get accused of being a gosh darn Anglo. So I can't win. I just can't. How does one steal multiple houses? Like, how do you steal houses? Like, where would you put them all? There's there's a huge um, issue with Canada and housing period, not just French Canada. And so it's become increasingly gentrified in many, many spots and housing prices have shot through the roof. I mean, my my condo took like 20% during the pandemic, just one year done. And so obviously, um, since a lot of French folks are um, coming in, it has been a very popular thing to do from France to move to Canada, French Canada, it has created some tensions. We are seeing, if you know um, the American analogy, we are the Mexicans of Quebec. <laughs> I, just yet another shining example of how people cannot get along in this world for no good reason. And what I love is that Canada has this reputation of being so friendly and so welcoming. And then you get there. Yeah. And for me, it was it, it was very interesting to see that it's not necessarily how we picture it. That doesn't mean it's good or bad. It's just different than what you picture. No, my, my association to Canada is, oh, like, you know, they have a weird way of saying about or how about that. But other than that, 
They're friendly, good people. It's Canada. And they do have good insults. Like douche canoe is one of my favorites. A douche canoe. How yes. would you use that in a sentence? Could you use it? First of all, how do you spell that? I'm just kidding. But how do you how so, do you put that in a sentence? A few years ago, I had to do a, an SEO um, keyword research and figure out the strategy for a company. And don't ask me why, but it turned out that I had to explain to them, not only are you ranking for the term douche canoe, but like you're competing with Adam Levine from Maroon 5 for this. Because is he, is, is he a douche canoe? Apparently, a few years ago, he was associated with that term in Canada. What is he? Can I just ask? And then we'll get to the actual SEO folks. What is a douche canoe? So a douche canoe doesn't, it's kind of like a shit gibbon. So you're going to ask me, what is a shit gibbon? At the end of the day, it's just a linguistically pleasing insult. Like it's just in, in the way it's built, it just sounds good and our brain hangs on to it. And there was quite a discussion about this a few years ago about what makes a great insult. So for example, twat waffle is also a very pleasing insult. So maybe we could provide um, documentation in your podcast notes regarding this. If you want to build great insults, there is a recipe. I would love to explore all of these pleasant insults, but I feel like, well, I I think my audience might really enjoy it, but we're here for another reason. We're here because can you be inclusive and SEO optimized at the same time? So I have to be very French here and start by disagreeing with you. I think that everything we have been talking about is tied to this, including the insults, because it is a question of language. Language shapes the way we perceive the world. Language shapes how we express ourselves. And also, you know, it it communicates things. It conveys things. It's not just a structure to, to just string them along and be understood. You communicate a lot more with language. So... Um, as you said, I spent a lot of time in Canada. I'm originally, though, half French, half Hungarian, and I speak Hungarian. So that has shaped the way I think about things. And it's one of the reasons why we're talking today. In Hungarian, there is no he or she. There, the gender doesn't really matter. So, um, for example, if I wanted to say, would you like to go to the store? I'm like, I'm going to the store, want to come? It's just store come everything is just implied it's, it's oh, a nice. very unique language so one of the funny things about hungarian and that's why it's a great intro to inclusive language is that if you test like there's a there's an equivalent of lorem ipsum to trip up google translate so um washes cooks does the dishes, etc. No gender, because in Hungarian, again, be like, they do the dishes, that's it, okay? So if you paste this into Google Translate, it will go, he is walking the dog, she is doing the dishes, she is cooking. Like, it's, it's making choices to translate it this way. Wow. And that's very, very telling. Why is it telling? It's because the machine has to make a choice. It has to assign a value to this. It has to translate it, but it is faced. Well, it has to interface between a language that is not tied around gender to one that is. So that's very complicated. I understand why it's complicated, but, and the but is why I'm here. Um, at the end of the day, 
what we work on as SEOs is, you know, fucking with algorithms. That's our job. I mean, we can work with them. We can work against them. But at the end of the day, we fuck with them. And what are algorithms? They are a set. It's kind of like if you follow a cookie recipe, congratulations, you you have like handled an algorithm, congrats. But when we talk about code and when we talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence, in relations to all these massive concepts, what is an algorithm? Well, it's something that enables us to bake in our human biases via code. Yeah. So and there's always, cost- always going to be there because there's always going to be implicit bias and it's a matter of rooting that out, but everyone has implicit biases, I think. Yes. And the a bias, while well, it can be positive or negative, you can be in favor of something or mm-hmm. against something. And these biases are not necessarily always seen um, in the sense that, for example, um, one of my favorite people in the world that I co-presented with at Brighton SEO a few days ago they are non-binary. They are non-binary. It's easy to do in English. They. Right. Fine. Right. Yeah. I was going to say this Google Translate. Just go go with they. Yeah. But, but no. they're not, the input's not telling them to go with they, which is the problem. Yes. And it's also tied to something else. So what I'm going to be discussing in depth today is more how um, certain Latin languages, mainly French in my case, um, are are getting the short end of the stick when it comes to uh, Google search results because that understanding is not there. But English, it's much easier to use a non-binary pronoun. And there's a reason for that. Um, French was used as the lingua franca for many, many years. The elites used it. So even in Britain, for example, or Russia, French was the spoken language by the elites. And then it became calcified. It just became like, you know, one of the many fossils of our culture because it was not allowed to grow because there's this, um, all these social norms around it. There's this protocol. English was much looser. English had to be broken apart and adapted to many realities by the common folks. So English was able to develop in a way that is much less, I guess, controlled by quote unquote, the elites. And the issue that we have today is in French, we have something called l'Académie Française. L'Académie Française is a body tasked with approving what should be done with the French language and what should not be done. L- and let me guess, those people are also the elites. Many, many times, yes. I so mean, surprising. As, as a child, they had, they had welcomed with open arms one rapper, amazing rapper, <laughs> by the way, MC Solar who beautiful, I mean, just linguistic athlete, just the the, the mastery of the French language is just absolutely stunning. But I mean, you knew that it was a token black guy. (laughs) So this academy has voted against using um, inclusive language in French. So what does this vote mean? Well, it means that it impacts the way it's taught in French schools. And it's um, a language, the way it's described, and now I'm going to go with you know, a few um, real researchers in that domain, like Lévi-Strauss and Dumézil defined it as a subtle balance born 
of usage. So if you're advocating against inclusive language in the French language, well, you're losing that subtle balance. You're not giving it a chance to be born out of usage. You're constricting it. And the problem with that is it impacts a lot of our lives. I mean, feminization of professions and functions has to be sought out, like it has to be demanded, because otherwise the masculine is always going to basically be dominating this. But there's also been quite a few instances in, in France in the 60s and 70s where women entering the workforce were given a different, more feminine title. Why? So we could pay them less because they're not doing the same job as men. Yikes. So, I mean, language has a real uh, sociological impact. And this means that basically the burden of having to prove my worth and having to present myself in a masculine world when I speak French has been placed on me. It's a social burden because, you know, like in the name of preserving that sacrosanct French language, I'm supposed to defile gender equality. I'm supposed to erase non-binary folks. I'm supposed to constrain myself. So for many, many years, and when I say many, many years, I, I'm talking decades, okay? I have been in SEO for a decade and a half. I would not call myself an expert because in French, if I call myself an expert, which is a great keyword because everybody Googles that, Google Trends shows that, I would be saying subtly, I don't know how to do my job properly because I cannot talk about myself properly. I'm making mistakes. Mm, because I'm always, so if I'm an expert, un expert, it's masculine. But if I'm une experte, it's with an E to showcase that I'm a female. So as a female, and actually let's get back to this as a woman, if I were to say, I am un expert, je suis un expert, it would mean that I don't know how to speak in French, period. Who's going to trust me with SEO? Who's going to trust me with keyword research? And if I were to, let's say, enter a partnership with a man, then we would be speaking in plural. And the rule in French is if there is a plural where a male is involved, then you have to default to the male version. So finally... Five years ago, I was delivered from my dilemma because I could finally call myself, well, ourselves, experts because I entered a partnership with a man. So it's literally me saying that, okay, my patriarchal bargain as a woman is to align myself with a male to gain more visibility in my job. And that's really fucked up. Yeah, but what's, that is. What's even more fucked up is that my previous patriarchal bargain was that I called myself an, a specialist because a specialist is what, what is considered to be an epicene word. So I'm going to ask you, what do you, do you know what an epicene term is? No idea. And it's, it's a common um, situation because unless you actually are in linguistic studies or unless you genuinely trying to figure out what a non-gendered word could be in a language like French, you will never encounter this. You will never hear about an epicene term. term. It, it almost sounds like maybe, I don't know, like some pine-scented medication. It's not, it's not. Um, it means that it accepts 
feminine and masculine genders within its definition. So if you are a woman or non-binary or a man choosing to basically not lean into this, you have some words that are available to you. Got it. But for example, in French, you would say that you're a camarade, a comrade, instead of a friend, parce que un ami, une amie. Like you can you can choose to say that you are a guide instead of an advisor, for example. And when it comes to SEO, you will call yourself a specialist instead of an expert because it's it can welcome this. So if I said, for example, Miriam Gessier, or if I said like M Gessier specialist SEO in my email signature, people would not be able to tell I'm a female. Got it. So this creates situations because obviously, like I said, people look for experts and then they will maybe look for specialists, but that's much lower in terms of volume and visibility. So what happens on the SERP when you, if you were to search for the female version of expert in French, which I don't know how to say that, um, what would you get? Well, this, let, let me just backtrack a bit. So if I want to get visibility at all, let, let me set the choices that I have. I can either try to go for expert, which is feminine, and get no visibility because nobody would look at this. So right. that's the hypothetical. I could choose the epicene, which is a middle ground where I get less visibility than most uh, male SEOs, but at least I get some. Or I could go with expert, but that my entire social structure does not accept it and it's seen as me not doing my job well okay so if i were to try to position myself as an expert feminine the situation will be very often that it it can vary based on where you look so google.ca in french google.fr but SERPs also change a lot. Huh? So full disclosure, if you do this search, maybe things will have evolved. But what I have seen, looking for different types of jobs, huh? not just SEO expert. What you will have, the worst case scenario is Google thinking that you made a mistake and offering you the male version. So you are completely erased. Then there's this um, happy shit sandwich where you will have maybe the top three like feminine results. So SEO experts, you know, that are women showing up and then go, go, go. Yeah, but for like clarity's sake, we're, there's usually like a little message after the top three that says, we have chosen to include some search results tied to a similar term, which is the masculine of expert. And then you have all the, um, well, male SEOs. I don't want to use male, but like all, all the, the folks who identify as men showing up. So it's kind of like you're giving me a shot at being on the top three podium or being lost to once again, the folks that take the visibility I can never hope to even like be considered for. And then there's this really strange middle ground that you're like, okay, at this point in time, you're hating on women so much that you're choosing to show what you would consider a feminine result, which is an agency. So let me explain. If you're looking for an expert SEO à Montréal, so a, a feminine, um, in English is very strange. Huh? Yeah, uh, in French, you would, like, yeah, féminin in, in French means that it's just something that is considered feminine tied to the 
um, women's gender. Whereas right. feminine, when I say it in English, I just sound like I'm saying yeah. yeah it, 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 but it's, it's a feminine construct of the of the word. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it it doesn't mean that it comes with pink. It just means like this is how I have to exist in the French world. Like period. Right. And so. Google will go, okay, 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 I get it. I get it. You're looking for something feminine. Okay, I'm still not going to show you women when you're looking for experts. I'm, I'm just going to do this thing where I'm showing you what is considered a feminine construct under any, an agency, an SEO agency in French is une agence SEO. It's feminine, une, not un. So since it's considered feminine, now I'm competing not with other women, I'm competing with agencies as entities that are considered to be feminine. So we literally can't win. And the only time I have seen in SEO search results, you have to be hyper-specific and say, I'm looking for an SEO consultant in this town that speaks French. Then you will get some results, but once again, you will get more results than expect because people define, okay, what they do. So freelancer or consultant, whatever. Okay. And even then Google will show agencies instead of consultants, which let me ask you, what is your conception of the word consultant? What do you think a consultant does? Not an agency. Thank you. So I'm glad that we're two out of two thinking about this, um, this way. It may not mean that it's the same for everyone, but Come on, Google, like you're showing once again, big agencies. Well, it just seems to me like it's defaulting in both cases, right? With the, with the, when it sees the, the female conjugation, is that the way you would say that? I don't know. The yes. female construct, right? So, oh, you must be, you must have meant agency because the input around most female conjugation and SEO is the data set is all filled with agencies. Yep. And then on the other side, when you're searching for expert in the female tense or conjugation, mm -hmm. whatever it is, the, well, the default in the language in French is male. So we're going to default back because maybe you really meant male because that's the default yep. in the language. And it seems to me like a complete failure of machine learning input. And this means that breaking the ceiling glass is the glass ceiling, sorry, is a moot point. It's a moot point because at this point in time, like most people think when they think of a president, they, this is a term used to describe a CEO in French they think of this as a purely masculine job. Yeah. So it won't ever be outwards, outwardly stated that, you know, it's impossible to be a female president of a company, but it's kind of a moot point because we don't even think about it this way. And, and it goes a down to- cycle, right? Yes, because it goes, you're not going to, if you, like you said it before, like I don't want to create content around me being a, a woman SEO expert because then I won't rank. I need to like somehow get around this. So- now you're not creating that content, which could feed into the input, into the machine learning, because there's no point in doing that. So the use, that, that bias just keeps going and going and going and going endlessly. Yes, absolutely. And it goes down to all levels. So you can be a CEO, you can be a director, you can be everything. It, it applies to this. And I have tried fucking with the search bar and going, okay, so what if I were a female director, so directrice instead of director, but a general director is, is, is like a very high job. So you're, you're like the, the uh, well, head manager, I guess. I don't know in English, but basically 
I tried inputting the French term first and then making a mistake, not according, so not not making the other word, the général feminine. Okay. And then Google was like, at the time, Google was like, okay, you made a mistake, so I'm going to show you um, mainly the the male results, but some like the job description that is gender. Um, uh, includes multiple genders, director and directrice general will show up as a first result, and then it gets all scrambled towards yeah. male skewed. Or um, what it will do is just automatically correct and in- assume you made a mistake. And then I tried reversing it as well, and then it doesn't even assume you made a mistake. It just will default to male. Like you will not time. look at the second word. Do not look at the second word and take into account this is the feminine version. Maybe. There could be like a scrambling or a mistake. So for females, it's like, oh, maybe you didn't mean to put in that feminine keyword at the top. Let me autocorrect. But if you start with male and then females, like, hey, buy the female mistake. It sucks. It just sucks. It's really annoying. I had that when Google Translate, something similar to that. Well, if I input something in English into Hebrew, because I want to send an email to somebody and I suck at, I suck at typing in Hebrew and I suck at Hebrew in general, it automatically defaults to the male across the board. So if I, even if the sentence before I had a female in it and I write like, you know, I just use, you know, a, a gender agnostic language in the second one, it'll mm-hmm. default to male. I understand why it's doing that because the default in Hebrew is very much like French. It's, it's male, but it's over, it's overcompensating. And yes. it's not at least giving me the option of like choosing, like which one is it? Give me like an option. Like, why are you forcing me? And it's annoying to have to go back and like add in like the letter to make it. But let, let me make it even worse for you. So on my quest to test different um, jobs. So I tried CEO, president, president. I tried director, director, directrice. Okay. I tried lawyer. So lawyer in Google Trends well, there is this huge discrepancy. I mean, it's almost a flat line when you're looking for feminine in, for lawyer, avocat instead of avocat. Now, keep in mind, this happens, but Google will go, this is a search term. So in Google Trends, it will tell you, is it an entity? Is it like a search term? Is it something else? So funny joke in French, avocat, lawyer also means avocado. So obviously, huh, that's funny. In English, lawyer also means scum feeding crap ass. Oh, I thought that was car salesman for me. Also synonym. Same thing. I see all a joke, right? Like what's the difference between a cat and a lawyer? It is absolutely a joke, but it's baked in. huh? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's totally baked in. It's ingrained. So think about this. okay? so um, I'm here comparing a Google Trends to search terms. But obviously, Google Trends is going to warn me because it's like data may not be accurate because it two, two search intents are hidden behind this word. So it is offering me a default of, do you want lawyer the profession? So I'm like, hell yeah, avocat, profession. Same word, French accent. But if I look for avocat, which is, a feminine of lawyer, you know, like the feminine version, it's telling me that it's still a search term. So now I'm comparing tomatoes and avocados. Like th- these are two different ways of measuring things in Google Trends. It, a profession is not seen the same way as a search term. Why doesn't Google Trends know that this this is a profession? Right. Yeah, yeah. So it requires some brain 
twisting to actually find some non-binary ways to write in French. It's much harder than in English. I understand that. I understand that we have to evolve, but the fact that Google is by nature an American, so an Anglo-centered company or an Anglo-centric company um, has to be taken into account. I understand I, you can get some like slack, I can cut some slack to say, okay, you may not be that familiar with certain intricacies of different languages, fine. But with Google Mom coming in, this is becoming a that's the whole point of my cross language, blah, blah, blah. But this to me seems like a glaring mistake that they have. And like, I wouldn't be as concerned if like you search for something in, in female or male in French, you got back 50, like, say you something male, you got back 50% male, 50% female also results because like, maybe yeah. you're, maybe you're a man and that's the way you're used to writing is in the male or you're a female used to writing in the female conjugation, but you mean, you don't care about the, the gender of it. So let's show both. Yes. But the fact that they're limiting the female it's like a clear, like an evident, like problem. Like there's something, there's not enough content, female content in the machine learning, the input going to the machine learning, the output is totally skewed. How do you not realize that? That to me is like the glaring problem. Well, there's also another glaring problem is that as, as a woman, I have felt forced to use an epicene term because I knew yeah. that I would never get visibility. So already you're cutting off, you're suffocating any additional input that could come in because we know as SEOs, yeah. we're not going to rank. Right. Why That's would crazy. I do that? So it's like funny because they have like all these things, you know, studies that they've done about implicit bias and machine learning and around images and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't like, maybe like, I, I just don't know. And I'm like, what do I know? But it seems to me like, didn't anybody think about this? Yes, they did. But I'm going to be honest. I think that some of the people who were paid to think about this got fired. And they got, let's just leave it at that for those who leave don't it at know. That. Leave yeah. it at that. So, so this reality is very important to me as a French person. Here's why. The impact that these choices have on our society are huge. So one of the things that you have to know that the French are still apologizing for, but just half asked um we are one of the biggest empires in the world like i don't know if you've heard about this because the internet went wild for it a few months back but we we have territories in so many places that yeah we get to complain about a lot of things nobody talks about that so in french we have something that we call the dum dum les départements d'outre-mer so departments so french territories with french citizens but that are outside of the country of France. Right. They're like off, like La Martinique, for example. Have you ever heard of this place? Nope. Okay. So we have like paradisiac islands that are on part of the French nation. So right. why am I telling you about this? Well, the way the choices that were made by the French Academy to not include inclusive language shapes what is taught to kids in school. It it basically does not reflect our actual reality. Right. And this can be super tone deaf because um, for many decades, people on these islands who are, well, not looking like a stereotypical French person that we would all imagine, were being taught nos ancêtres les Gaulois in history class. And then you're going to go, that's a bunch of French. Okay, great. But it means our ancestors, the Gauls, do you think that this barbaric tribe was out there? <laughs> Does that describe the reality? No. Yeah, Charles, Charles is my great uncle. 
Yeah, but that, 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 imagine this. So, for example, if you're in Hawaii, they may. I grew up in Hawaii, so full disclosure. That's why I said oh, it's complicated. Awesome. That's where I got my English from. I do not sound like a stereotypical French person because of this. So, I was taught about American history, but also Hawaiian history. Right. But this is the same thing. I question, like, how long did it take for them to include Hawaiian history for real? Because if you're talking about like George Washington and all this, that's great. But like, this doesn't reflect the reality of folks living Culturally, in Hawaii. No, totally not. No, no. Like is... The people you see in the books don't look like you. They, they are, do not connect to what your family stories are. So language is very, very important. And the choices we make, it's just like history. It impacts the way we see the world and we think about it. And I think that Google can genuinely do better, not in a finger wagging way, like you should do better, but this company has the ability to do better. Like I know they do. It's, it's amazing. I know that, for example, uh, Martin Split and uh, John Muir had a whole entire episode on being more inclusive and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like they care. So I hope that this... I think they do care I, as a, in general. I mean, especially John and Martin, all those, all those guys. Um, maybe not Daniel Weisberg. Just kidding, Daniel. We love you. Um, poor Daniel. I know. Poor Daniel. We're going to shorten the stick with like the, the search advocates. I, I have one little tidbit that still bugs me about this, though. The person they invited to talk on this episode, and I, I listened to it a while back. I believe this person was a French researcher. Oh, really? Yes. I don't remember. I remember I remember it was Gary. It was John and Martin. Was it Daniel also for this one? I don't remember. I don't remember who uh, the guest was though. I believe there was a guest who was French. That's why I'm saying maybe oh, I could I be wrong and, and false memories happen for everyone, but I don't believe so. So it's just I like should a weird be doing this, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Though. Like, just like first off, like awesome point about the the history and language thing, because it, it's really a, a problem beyond Google. Mm-hmm. that I think yes. it's like a trap that maybe they're falling into, but it's a, it's just like a weird gap to see because they are good people at Google who do care. No, but, wait, but at wait, the wait, same wait. time, there's like a weird it's schism. It's bigger than that. Let me explain why. To Google became a verb. That's the impact this company mm-hmm. has on many social structures throughout the world. Okay? Like it's a default. If you go... Like, let's say that you send your CV and it's seen by a human HR and they want to decide if they call you, they will Google the shit out of you. Yeah. Like it's a default. So that search bar is a very prominent part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely believe that this is one of those moments where Google can go, it's great that the Académie Française has this opinion, but we as a company make a choice to support like different um, social constructs that reflect our current reality a bit better honestly between you and me maybe i'm maybe this is me as a uh self-centered american but i think google's more vital more important to the world than with the french board on language whatever it's called i'm i'm going to um hell for this i'm sure but i agree with you (laughs) like i i love the french language and this there's a tension between um french canada and france where um french canadians are like you French people use too much English. And then they're like, bon ben, je vais parquer mon char pour aller à la game de hockey. And I'm like, just use park instead of stationné. I, I just knew hockey's hockey. in there. Yeah. Something and about game. hockey. 
Okay. Yeah, they, they are going to park their car to attend the hockey game. Like I hear that one so much. And so it's it's kind of like we fight each other over the fact that English is too present in our lives, but we, we all use it differently, okay, depending on the friend country. But at the same time, it's that's not the point. We should be discussing how our language evolves and mm-hmm. what it does in a very um non-siloed way and i know that for example in quebec you can use inclusive language and there's like a real structure that has been set up for this and obviously google is not showing those search results either but that's a different question i understand why it's not a keyword it's not it's a brand new construct france has chosen to stay behind i don't know what luxembourg is doing i don't know what belgium are doing i and switzerland as well but it's one of those things where i wish there was more coherence in the bigger um linguistic constructs versus like our own local local um uses of the language like there has to be an evolution that is societal that is more global when it comes to non-binary folks or bringing in real gender equality we're not doing that it's it's a pipe dream sure but i know that google could have an impact on the way this evolves so, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, language has to, that's the nature of language. It's supposed to evolve. So the fact that there are people saying like, no, we're not going to evolve. It's insane to me because that's the nature of language to evolve. But yes. we're at a time. So where can people find you? Oh, okay. So this promotion thing, I suck at it. Um, okay, you can yeah, find me, me on Twitter. I used to have the hilarious handle that I had to change because uh, I became a bit more visible. So now it's at Miriam Gessier. And there's multiple ways to write Miriam. So M-Y-R-I-A-M. I'll link to it also. Good. You can find me on LinkedIn with the same name. I'm the only one in the world with that combination. Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. And I think I always ask that. I was say like, what? What did he just ask about TikTok? No, but there's okay. You know what? I'm gonna take like a good twenty seconds to educate some folks as to why I'm not on there. The sheer amount of data. No, the sheer amount of data that they are pumping out of users is incredibly disturbing, and the fact that they are able to basically have they they do geolocalized mapping so they are able thanks to those little dances to map spaces that are supposed to not be mapped because of very very clear reasons for example um, diplomats children are doing these dances all over embassies and different spots you don't want this necessarily sent to the chinese government that has a very sure you don't want anything sent to the chinese government no, you don't. You absolutely don't. And that's that's a huge problem because for me, TikTok is basically saying we put lipstick on a pig. I mean, it's 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 literally like dusting social media with cocaine. Of course, people are going to flock to it. It's fun. Your brain gets those hits. But that's a different discussion for a different time. However, like I said, I'm deeply invested into the art of fucking with algorithms. So I also have opinions and have tested a few things on TikTok, but also game Tinder for friends. So please be aware. It's not just Google. Consider your search bars. Consider how they impact um, how society is genuinely showcased. Because TikTok is showing a very unique take on what the world looks like so with that in mind i do have instagram because i was forced to do it okay um it's pragm.co so my company name p-r-a-g-m.co awesome um and for the seo rant we're back possibly next thursday 
depending upon if I have time to do another episode. But so keep an eye out for that at the SCRN.com, a Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, every great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. Miriam, thank you so much for coming on. This is amazing. I'm so proud because I barely swore and I did not get ah. into the angry woman trope. Google it. It's a thing. And um, I'll see you around the internet, folks. See, I'm also, no, slightly disappointed you didn't swear more, but it's okay. Next time. Next episode, another right. time. I will bring all the Hungarian swear words. Oh, I love those. <laughs> to my dear audience, toodles. <laughs> <laughs>